Hey, 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 it is Friday, December 23rd at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on the West Coast. I am Brandon Beliso. This is Success Never Sleeps, where we as a collective figure out how to do this thing called life. You know, it really is my passion and purpose to help school owners all over the world, which I've been blessed to be able to do for close to a decade through webinars, through consulting, through touring, uh, school visits, uh, creating e-learning products, and as I reflect upon that, you know, as another year comes to an end, I, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful first to God for that opportunity, for the continued health, for the blessings that I'm offered through good times and in bad. And I think life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. And that type of mindset is what's already served me well. So let's begin by thanking my sponsors. Who do we have? Who do we have? My sponsors are Market Muscles. We have uh, my studio. We have Kids Love Life Skills and LC Accounting, four companies I believe in, four companies I'm involved in, four companies who I believe people grow and live from a purpose of integrity and value. And of course, learning, constant learning, new thinking in this ever-changing world. I believe one of the things that really hinder our industry is that we're stuck in certain mindset and certain behaviors in certain ways. And for that is why I believe we suffer. 1% of 1% of the population do martial arts, which isn't a lot. And I believe everybody should do the martial arts. And so should you. So I believe in new thinking to create a vehicle that offers us an opportunity to go out there and really cultivate a unique culture in our communities to serve and impact uh, those that we do serve at a much higher level. So I posted this the other day, and this is where we're at today. Millbrae, um location just broke 1 million, we're, today we're at a million 14,298 and a couple of cents. And I posted that, you know, and I shared with people that, you know, we achieve this with no contracts, no belt testing fees, no upgrades, no master's club, black belt clubs, no built-in retail, none of those things, no enrollment fees, no cancellation fees, no 90-day cancel, none of it, none of it. And I simply shared that there is not one way to be successful. This is just our way. And right away, people were coming back to me going, yeah, just imagine how much money, more money you would make if you did do contracts. And I, I think the challenge with that, it goes back to the old thing, my Kung Fu is better than your karate. And the challenge with that type of thinking for me is that you never open your mind to the unlimited potential and the learning and the learning that can might really support you in defining who you are today. What version are you today? The version I am at 60 years old is not the version at 50, not the version at 40. And if I have a closed mind and I believe it's my way or the highway, I will always hinder that process of becoming a better version of me. So my suggestion and I hope my example to folks are that here is our way, $1 million in a location Right. And people said, wow, that's that's crazy. And someone even asked me to prove it as we can absolutely prove that we can have my studio verified who can see it. I can show you my tax returns, but they're missing the boat. The boat is be inspired to do it your way. Discover what works for you. Discover what makes you happy. Right. Not spending your time and energy looking at what we do and finding what's wrong with it or how your way is better because it's not better. It's simply what works for you you, right? Some people eat their meat whole, some people cut it up. It's you say potatoes, I say potatoes. But I believe as an industry, as long as we continue with that type of thinking, then we'll always be stuck. 
And that is why the majority of our industry, roughly 90 something percent, continue to suffer with less than 100 students. They've created a job for themselves and they're terrible bosses. And I, I've witnessed this for decades and I continue to see that go today. And for us to reach these numbers again in such a short period of time after the pandemic, and now we're dealing with this inflative period, I think we're in a recession, that it really says something about a very clear vision, a vision of purpose, a vision of core values is why we don't need to lock people into contracts. We believe if we step onto that mat and teach each and every class at such a level that we have a better opportunity of you choosing on your own as an intelligent consumer to want to stay with us versus leaving. And if I'm going to keep you here because of a contract, I'm going to threaten to take you to small claims. That is not a good relationship, no matter how you want to slice or dice that. So again, if you put your money, your time, your efforts into staff training, curriculum development, improving your experience, you will have the confidence to offer and promote a month-to-month business. Somebody was asking me today, you put your prices at your website? I said, yeah. I want to be a transparent business in a world of misinformation and people basically lying and fabricating things. It is very refreshing to be a business that is transparent. So we offer that to you, right? That sense of transparency. It's at our website. It's on every handout that we give you. You call a phone and ask our price. We will give it to you. Now, people say, well, from a sales viewpoint, you're leaving a lot of money on the table because you should sell benefits. No, you ask me a question, I give you an answer. That whole sales thing of, you know, when they ask you a question, you ask them a better question, right? Hi, how much for the martial arts? Well, is this for you or your child? It's for my child. How much for martial arts classes? Well, what are your goals for your child? No, I want them to learn focus. How much for martial arts classes? That's very frustrating to a consumer. At least I believe it is for me. And we can go on and on about this. And maybe I'll do a whole show as to why. I had a big franchise reach out to me and say, hey, can we use your stats and information? Because we presented it to the franchisees to go month to month and we got some pushback. Some people were really wrinkling their noses. I understand that, right? You're afraid. So you cling to one way of thinking, thinking it's the only way. Well, look at the world we're living in. This world today is not the same world it was three years ago. So that ability to adapt and evolve, I really would believe it will help us as people, as a foundation to build a new martial arts industry. And I say that a new industry because I believe for all intents and purposes, the old industry is outmoded in many ways. And I don't want to change anybody, but so we're ready to create something new. That's always been my platform. And you're talking to a kid who started in 1967, who's been the old school blood and guts martial artist through all of it, all of it. And like Bruce Lee said, take what you need, discard the rest so that we do. And as we move forward, we respect tradition, but we embrace innovation, as O.S. Smith says. So I live and die by that. Cool. So my guest I'm bringing on today, Joe Atkins, you know, I, I got the opportunity to finally look at her, her, I'm going to call it a playbook, a workbook. It's a way to live, you know, and, and to create that holistic balance in, in you mentally, and, and physically, through the way you eat, the way you work out, getting enough sleep, journaling, all those different things I advocate for just resonated with me on every, every level, every level. You know, so as you come aboard today, I want you to, I've got my, right here, I got my pad and paper. I love to take notes. Uh, I know what my values are. 
I've always been a huge advocate of health, of mental balance. Doesn't matter how rich I am, if I'm messed up in the head and I'm physically unhealthy, who cares? Who cares? None of it matters. So to create that really holistic, whole person as an individual, as a school owner, as an instructor, as a martial artist, as an entrepreneur, I think is vital to really appreciating everything you go through good times and bad times, highs and lows that we will go through as small business owners and entrepreneurs, and to be able to have a whole self that is balanced is super, super powerful. So let's bring Joe on. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm very well, Joe. And as you see, I have a lot to say today as, as, as you know, I continue to do my work as you do your work. So Joe, give, give us a quick background about you and, and your purpose. I believe that our natural state is empowerment. And the only way to honor that is by honoring the fact that to do it, we have to be the most important person in our life so that we can be the best version possible of ourselves for all the people that we love. And so the what's best one in that, Joe? We hear that all the time. We see it in Hallmark reading cards. We see it on every app out there. How do you really in all honesty, get to the point where without being selfish and narcissistic, how do you get to that humble point that I truly believe I'm the most important person in the world? The first thing that we actually learn, the only instinct that we're actually born with, according to neuroscience and all of the neuroscientists that I have talked to, the only thing that we're actually born with is self-love and self-preservation. That self-love right there should tell us, hey, I have to be the most important person in my life. And what that translates to depends on how you learn and what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. Most people mistake that for, like you said, they mistake it for selfishness or these other things. That's not true. All self-love means is that I am important enough to myself to where I am my first investment. I will invest in my emotional state and how I feel to bring the things that I care about into the world. I will invest in my psychological state to make sure that I have the tools and the teachings that are necessary for me to empower myself and others. I will physically take care of my body in a state of wellness. So anything that happens, I am prepared for that. And then that translates into what I personally call spirit which is how we spread that out into the world by the example we set of how we live. Very cool. You know, so I'm going to challenge that. And okay. again, it sounds beautiful and wonderful. And I've gone through my own journey. But for me, you know, growing up in a foster home for three, four years, being mentally, emotionally, and physically abused by my parents, being molested at eight and 12, I didn't have a healthy emotional foundation to begin with. I didn't have a healthy psychological mindset to begin with. And food, I mean, money was short. So everything for us was fried bologna and processed food. So if we didn't grow up with that, how do you undo all of that? Well, it's I, I know the value because I live it today. I, I, today, so I had to do a lot of that myself. I grew up in Atlanta during a time of great change. I was born in the late 60s. So I grew up when people, there, there was a tipping point. I grew up with real honest to God monsters. I was 
verbally, psychologically, emotionally abused by white supremacists that I didn't fit the image, even though I'm white, because I wouldn't shut my mouth if something was wrong. I opened it up. Uh, I was attacked by a pedophile on more than one occasion, and I threatened to tell, and he tried to kill me. Um, I, I know what it's like to have to undo the damage. And I'm fortunate in the fact that I never did know how to keep my mouth shut. A lot of kids, they withdraw from it. And I couldn't do that. I, I challenged it because it was wrong. And well, it number one is fear, of course. Fear of retaliation, fear of not being accepted, fear of being called a liar, fear of a lot of things that, yeah. that, that came of that. Because I know, too, I stuttered as a child because I was so fearful of my father because I wanted to speak up. And yeah. stuttering made it convenient not to speak at all because people teased me. You know? and, and to get to that point, like they say in 12-step programs, it works when you work it. So work it because you're worth it. That, that sense of self-worth to take that path you know, mm -hmm. to a whole self, to get in that state of self-love, you know, is really important. And, and we've seen it in millions of books, millions of millions, you know, it's everywhere throughout the world. You know, people know that, but yet such a very small percentage ever evolve or gravitate towards that thinking or mindset. Well, I have a theory on that. And I think that what people do, they confuse simple with easy. Just because something is simple doesn't automatically make it easy. The steps are very simple. Doing those steps and undoing that kind of trauma is, is work. The question that you have to ask yourself is, is where I am where I want to stay? And if the answer to that question is no, and none of us should ever stay right where we are, the difficult part for a lot of people is being invested enough in yourself to say that it's okay if other people don't agree with me. Mm -hmm. It's okay if other people aren't on my path, because mm -hmm. guess what? All of our paths are unique. I have never, ever met two people, not even identical twins or triplets. None of them are exactly alike. Every single one of us, there will only ever be one of you. There will only ever be one of me. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to see the world the same way. It doesn't mean that we can't be two amazing human beings doing the best we can and trying to create things that are wonderful and powerful and beautiful in the world for ourselves and others. It doesn't matter if we do it different. It matters that we do it. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, and I think, you know, somebody, we probably have listeners right now. Bob's here. Paul's here. Jason is here. You wonder, why am I bringing this conversation to the martial arts industry. I'm gonna tell you why. Because what we witness as instructors, agree with me or not, most of the people who come to us are broken. We were probably broken, whether it's because we were bullied and we don't have confidence or we're an introvert. You know, nobody comes to the martial arts healthy and whole, not the large majority. And then these broken people that physically become strong and might have the facade of confidence and discipline and focus deep at a soul level, at a spirit level, is still the five-year-old kid that was abused because they've stopped growing emotionally. Because there's no real component in the martial arts development that develops with healing the pain and suffering we've gone through growing up. And I say that firsthand, being a martial artist that was very skilled, 
right? And, and, and for 20 years, I was a fighter, but emotionally and spiritually, I was messed up. I was messed up, you know, and then turn around and try to translate that into life. On the surface, you think I had it all together, but my personal life, my relationships, they were messed up. I was a good codependent. I was dysfunctional. I was needy and greedy. And until I went on this separate path of the martial arts, of self-discovery and all the rest, none of it came together. I'm going to say that. I believe that is one of the many reasons why 90% of our industry suffers in mediocrity. They're running with less than 100 students. They created a job for themselves. They're terrible bosses. Some of them Unless it's medicinal, and, and I don't, I'm not a doctor, it could be a thyroid issue. Many martial artists are not healthy physically, yet we sell health. Many martial artists sell, you know, the character development component, yet they drink and they do, you know, things that may not be in line with the values that they promote. So, again, without climbing on a high horse and pointing fingers, because only I have one finger pointed at you, I have three pointed back at me. I just want to open that conversation because in my working with school owners all over the world, the biggest challenge I find is not systems, curriculum development, staff training, branding their business. It's them. Yeah. Them the school owner, Joe, right? I really have to agree with you. But what a lot of people don't realize is even though we come into it broken, we're drawn to it for a reason. But if you go far enough back in history and this, and when I say far enough back, I mean centuries. If you look at how and why martial arts was created, it wasn't created in one place. It was something that evolved around the world in mm -hmm. different cultures. And it all happened at around the same time. And it happened when battle became necessary. But look at the people that were creating it. These people were teachers and healers and farmers and herdsmen and candle makers and clock makers. It didn't matter. Those that had the mindset of being able to separate what they did for a living from being able to protect and heal their loved ones when they're, when, when, when battle happened. Okay. This was sort of a tipping point. So originally when you learned how to defend yourself, you learned how to heal first. If you came to somebody and you only wanted to learn how to fight, they would not teach you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That would, they're like, if all you want to learn to do is, is how to hurt people, you're not welcome here. That was the mindset. And the world has evolved and changed. And in some ways we have some great things, but the mindset of taking personal responsibility for who you are as a human being mm -hmm. is being stolen from people and it's being stolen in a variety of ways um i i call it propaganda and brainwashing you can call it whatever you like people watch the movies and the they think oh well the first time i i pick up the nunchucks i'm gonna look like bruce lee and enter the dragon well have fun with a concussion because that's not true but you have to look at it from a different standpoint if you look at it from the standpoint of okay i love myself i'm investing in myself what do I need to learn how to do to be the best version of myself? Well, that's going to start with your heart, in my opinion. And this is something I learned from growing up with growing up hard. I mean, you know what it's like to be afraid and terrorized as a child. Okay. When you have, even if you don't have that kind of terror, there's always something 
the children are afraid of because they're learning about the world. They're seeing it through new eyes and something happens and the littlest thing can traumatize them. Okay. Falling down and actually getting hurt for the first time, falling in a lake and, and near drowning, uh, anything can happen, right? We're never promised safety. There, there's no text I have ever studied in all of human history that says we are promised anything other than how we choose to live before we die. That's our choice. And so starting with that self-love and they've done experiments, they've done studies. And did you know that just by looking at yourself in the mirror and laughing, you can actually not only help your body deal with being happier and not having depression, but it can also start healing physical states inside your body. Do you know when I first learned that? You remember the Saturday Night Live character, Stuart Smalley? Remember I never he watched it. there and go, gosh darn it. You know, <laughs> I like myself. And I used to look at it and go, what is this? Because, you know, they're always have this satire, right? And I'm going, what is this? And I began that self-exploration. I do it every morning when I look in the mirror. Every morning I have my set of rituals where I look at myself and I mean deep into my own eyes and I create that state. You were a hundred million percent right on that. Yeah, because when I close to it small, I'm going, what's this? What's this? Well, this but it's fun. Thing? Looking but in the mirror, you know, gosh darn it. People like your own eyes and you realize how important you are. You realize there's only ever going to be one of you. You right now is the only you that will ever exist in all of time and history. And each one of us has that, but we're not taught how to use it. And so start with your heart. Tell yourself how important you are. Tell yourself how much you love yourself and then tell yourself why you love yourself. What is it about yourself that, that you love? For me, what I love about myself is even through all of the trauma and all of the damage, I still care. And that is not always an easy thing to do. Mm -mm. It's not. I still care. I can look into the eyes of, of monsters that hurt me and I can feel pity for them. Yes, I, absolutely. I, I do it for me. I mean, Joe, it's always been more, you know, I realize it's not just for them. It's more for me. Empathy is a life skill I've written about. I've practiced. I've mastered. I've dissected. I've gone. <laughs> but see, how does that translate for all the school owners there? If you're an empathetic soul, you endear your community to you, parents, kids. They want to be part of your culture. And I know the bottom line is, yes, you will make more money. That's why the whole thing about I could never use contracts, belt testing, these upgrades. I really believe if I truly serve you at a heart level and nothing better than to wake up every day and serve from the heart and be profitable. There's no... I, I never saw that because I used to be an artist that suffered. Oh, I didn't really love my art unless I was broke and penniless and suffered. You know, when I signed a major record deal and stopped playing a guitar on a street corner, you know, for pennies, everybody was mad at me. They were yeah. all mad at me. And I said, I'm the same song I played on the street corner of Hate and Ashbury for, you know, pennies in my guitar case. I just get paid for it now. I'm doing the same thing. So why not do that in the martial arts industry? Why not do what you love that you did in a parking wreck that I did in a backyard of my sister's home for students, clear up to where we are today? You well, know? it's about what you just said. Have you ever noticed that when you start to make positive changes, there are people that get upset with you? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with you. 
And this is what the school owners need to understand. When people come into a studio, when I took my own son into a studio when he was eight years old, because he promised a friend he would go to buddy day. Okay. I had already been studying the healing side of martial arts for years. I practiced Tai Chi. I practiced Qigong. Mm -hmm. I knew a little bit of Kung Fu, but I knew all of it from a healing and energy aspect. So I knew how to translate that into helping somebody with a broken body, a broken heart, a broken mind. That's my skill set. So when I take my son into this buddy day, I'm, I, I'm a little nervous because it's this, I, I was hoping for some, you know, wizened old Sifu and I get this young kid from California that's in his early 20s and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, am I insane? Then I looked around at my surroundings and right above his mirror, he had three of the four words that I have up in my own office, conceive, believe, achieve. And that right there told me what I needed to know about this young kid from California when I saw him start teaching. He put all of his heart, all of his soul, and all of his skill into energizing and empowering the children that were in front of him. Told me everything I need. We still interact with all of these people. My son trained with them for over 10 years. And then he left to go train in HEMA and go train in, in other things that they couldn't offer him anymore. But the connections are all still there. We still interact with these people on a regular basis because they are family. Yes. When you are creating a studio, you are creating a family. Mm-hmm. And they need to learn how to interact like a family. One of the things he did that I loved, he taught the children how to hug. And then the children didn't understand it. And I asked them, I said, do you know how powerful the human hug is? Did you know that in order to stay emotionally healthy and psychologically balanced, you need a minimum of four hugs per day that last a minimum or excuse me, I, did, I got that backwards, eight hugs per day. You need a minimum of eight hugs per day that last a minimum of four seconds each. If you take that up to 12 seconds, you don't have a lot of symptoms that you have throughout the day. It can help with a variety of things because it alters your emotional state. A hug is an act of unconditional love. And so it starts with you and you are sharing that unconditional love that you have for yourself with another human being. Yes. I mean, it's powerful, but you know, the, the balance with liabilities and insurance and all the rest, you know, kids love to hug us and we have training for that. When a kid goes to hug you, you turn sideways. So your private parts don't touch them. Your arms must be above their shoulders. Yeah. But we know that because kids that like you will want to run up and hug you and to shun them and reject them when they genuinely are being vulnerable and want to give you a hug is not something I recommend. And I had a huge conversation. And when we wrote the SOP for that, you know, the, the operating procedure, we said, this is hugs are welcomed. We more than welcome hugs, but here's how it happens, right? Well, and that's the other thing. And the other thing is one of the things that I personally have seen a lot of instructors fail at is their instructors, when they're teaching them how to be on the floor, there's certain skill sets that are required. And one of them is how to hug. One of the things we always did, and this is how the master instructor taught the hug, is you bring your hands 
and you bring it to the shoulder and you put your arm around each other's shoulders and hug. Yeah, that's the hug. Sure. And the reason that you do that, it creates that distance you were talking yep. about. At the same yep. time, the the action of pulling each other in and hugging and yep. maintaining the hug. Well, yes, all my clients, Jason, saying it right there. Professor always gives me a hug when I see him. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge yeah. hugger. I always, and I tell people that. You know, before I infiltrate their space, I go, I'm a hugger. Are you okay? Uh, I give everybody a hug. Ask anyone that's here. Bob, I, I haven't, I don't know if I've ever met Bob in person, but Paul, Jason, uh, looks like James Walker's here. Um, Empower Martial Arts, Adam's here from the UK. You know, and, and I think that's important. And this type of personal development, you know, this path mm -hmm. of self-love, I don't believe if you don't take that path, you'll ever be the true example or embodiment of the unlimited potential of not only of the human spirit, but what we can offer in the family we create in our martial arts schools. You know what I mean? I say it all the time, folks. It's always the relationship. It's the relationship is what it's about. And investing in that relationship includes connecting with somebody yeah. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically in a healthy, loving way. Absolutely. You know, well, absolutely. thing, and a lot of people don't realize this. One of the things that I love are mini classes. And when I say mini class, what I mean are life skills where you can bring in parents and students together if the parents aren't on the floor already. Because sometimes doing mini classes will inspire parents to be on the floor. A lot of studios offer. Uh, sales on equipment for kids to train at home, but do they teach them how to hold the pads? Do they teach them how to hold the blocker pads? Do they, you know, do these things? Do you include, hey, this is how we hug and whine. We are trying to create the emotional, psychological, physical balance for our kids. We want them to learn to stay, to stay hydrated. You know, I had a big section on hydration in there. Um, different types of foods. I really have to thank you because you inspired me to go back through that little mini workbook and I enhanced and upgraded it. I've included awesome. I have included um, more details on hydration, more details on healthy fat loss, more details on the emotional state and the goal setting. And I added some things in there that after talking with you, I realized how important it was to have the clarity of some of those things. And so I expanded it. So thank you. Well, as it should. I mean, you, your, your body of work is very encompassing. And as I read through it, you know, because I didn't get a chance to do that at first and the craziness of my life. And as I read through it, I mean, I truly believe when we feed the mind, body and spirit equally, we create a balanced human being. Right. So I never get too lonely, too hungry or too tired. It's just not a good place to live from or make choices. And to speak about food as a nourishment instead of as an addictive salt and sugar feed my emotions type thing, right? For us, we were poor. So if you didn't eat everything that was put in front of you, you got in trouble. And also, we didn't know when the next meal was coming. So right. we hoarded food and we ate food out of guilt and shame. And it was never good food. It was just, you know, we had to shop at the dented canned food store. Mm -hmm. I said they're trying to buy a, a piece of meat and I'm pulling back expiration, 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 expiration. I mean, there'd be four or five expiration dates over each other. Mm -hmm. So I'd end up getting Vienna sausage or bologna, you know, or back then spam was cheap. And yeah. that's, that's scary. I mean, that's scary food to eat all the time. It really is. And the world has changed so much today. And there's a 
lot of programs that I personally support because it does more than just support us. And one of those things, I support the seed library at our local libraries. And I actually go into classes and I teach kids how to grow certain types of things. I teach them how to grow things like bell peppers and lettuce and tomatoes and everything. And I teach them how to do it um, in a very inexpensive way. And it teaches a combination of things. It teaches responsibility because you have to take care of the plant. But it's also letting them eat fresh food when things ripen. And it gives them a huge sense of self-accomplishment yes. and yeah. positive pride when they harvest that food and wash it and then make a salad for the family. It's like, I, I grew this. I did this all by mm -hmm. myself. Well, that, that sense you speak of, you know, the, what you're talking about, Carol Dweck mentioned in the mindset where they went into an old folks home and they gave half the people plants to care for and the other they didn't. The people who had plants and had purpose, something to care for on a daily basis and grow something and nurture it. They were healthier, depression reduced, arthritis, you know, ailments, uh, the symptoms were reduced. And so I, I feel you on that. But we know for a fact there are so many people who live in apartments, school owners that don't have that ability to, you know, whereas someone like Dave Kovar, he's got a whole freaking farm in his backyard. Dean yeah. Wilkerson lives on a farm now and he grows. You know, we're getting ready to do that here now that our backyard's been completely redone. Congratulations. I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate of supplementation and you got to do your research. Please don't think a one a day vitamin or something you buy at Costco is ever going to nurture you, you know, cause it's not cause Veda supplementation assimilates whole food. Bottom line. If I eat a banana, my body goes, Oh, but potassium vitamin B you take some multi one a day vitamin. By the time it figures out what it is, you just pee yellow. So, I mean, my supplementation, I'm 60 years old. I spend about four to $500 a month on supplementation right now. As do I, as do I. Each, each person in my family, oh gosh, every person in my family, I have a multi-generation household. We we spend about $1,200 a month for the yeah. house, yeah. but that that's everybody. But here's the thing. you It's exactly like you just said, you have to do your research mm -hmm. because there are a lot of things out there. And I talked about this in the workbook. There are a lot of supplements out there that you cannot trust what they say. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies have uh, been actually closed down. Um, some people that get closed down, the thing that's hard is you you close down one thing and turn around and they open up another yeah. one. Yeah. And just like just restaurants. You know, health department closes them down for rats. Next week, they're just under a different name. Same owner, same restaurant, just a different name. Yeah, but yeah. you're talking to a guy that's done Shackley, Herbalife, Amway. I've done them all throughout the years in search of that, you know, of, yeah. of that supplementation. And so today, I mean, people look at the amount of stuff I take, they go, wow, you're, okay. you're insane. No, I'm not. This is why I look this way at 60. Well, you know? I'm 54 years old. I mm -hmm. take my grandkids out and people that don't know me think that they're my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, excuse me, but in no version of the world do I think I look 30, but okay, whatever. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is when you do your research and you find supplements, I've been using the same supplier for 25 years. I don't know what you use, but when you have those supplements and you know that they're good for you, you know what they do in your body, you know how you feel when you take them, mm -hmm. there's things that you look for. 
but there's a lot of bad information out there. So I, well, there is. I mean, you know, let's talk about cholesterol. Find a trusted source. Yeah, huh? cholesterol. It's not the cholesterol per se. It's the inflammation, right? It's the inflammation that we're discussing, not the cholesterol. It's the inflammation. So people are taking exorbitant amounts of cholesterol medicine when yeah. what you really need to address is the inflammation. So mm -hmm. you know, taking supplementation that 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 feed that and the water is huge. I mean, you talk about hydration oh. run with a giant jug, and people think I'm nuts. But that hydration, because you, you can retain water because of you taking too much salt, too much sugar. You know? I go through about 12 of these a day. Mm -hmm. But look at mm -hmm. what I do in a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I work, I, I do business all over the world. I do business in over 20 countries. I never know what time zone I'm going to be working in today. I'm with you in Pacific time zone. And yeah. thank you for the opportunity to uh, reach out and help more people. But some days I'm working in Australia or somewhere in in Europe or Asia and, you know, some of the islands somewhere. And so my sleep pattern changes a lot. If I didn't stay hydrated, I would be hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people without knowing it have mild dehydration. And the reason for that is because they don't think about their water intake. Um, I love my tea in the morning. You love your coffee in the morning. That was never a coffee drinker until three years ago. Yeah. That's why I think it came out of the pandemic and having clients and, you know, different time zones. But even that, I don't drink Starbucks. I don't drink why any. Would you? Oh, my God. I mean, you you walk into Starbucks and the first sign you see is these can cause cancer. You're like, whoa, it's right there on the front door. It's telling you, right? Because a lot of the coffee beans aren't just processed wrong. I mean, I drink organic coffee, organic oat milk. I invested in a really good espresso machine. I make it every yeah, morning. I saw that. That's a really cool looking machine. Mm -hmm. I'm a tea drinker. Okay. Me but too. the first yeah. time I had tea per se, it was uh, in, you know, it was Earl Grey and it was granted, it was a very good Earl Grey, but one of the things that I didn't know about tea that I didn't learn until about 15 years ago was that depending on the size of the leaf when the tea is picked depends on what's in it. Yeah. The larger a tea leaf grows, the more caffeine is in it and the less nutritional value it has. Yeah. Whereas if you have oh, the good organic tea, very good, right? Rich in antioxidants, rich in amino acids, and yep. very, very small, like less than chocolate amounts of caffeine. Yeah. And so I started taking classes from friends who were tea masters and um, I, I got to learn all kinds of fascinating things. I'm a sommelier when it comes to teas. I have a friend in Chinatown that has a store. He'll call me up. You know, so it's, I'm, I'm going to say it kind of in a word. It's like a drug dealer. Hey, Brandon, <laughs> I'm back in Taiwan and I've got this white tea, you know, da, 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 da. Because I understand the difference between white and green and black teas. I know all of it. We'll sit there and sample teas together. Even the cup. That my tea goes in. Oh, yeah. Every cup is yeah. different because there's certain oils and the pores. Like you mm -hmm. use a really nice Korean clay one, you know, for the my Asian clay. The yeah. Asian clay. Love the Asian Absolutely. clay. I have, uh, I have my own teaware. I have the Asian ware. I have the glassware. Right now, today, I'm cooking. It's called White Dragon Whiskers. Mm -hmm. and it's from a tea tree. Um, there are tea bushes. There are half trees and there are, tea, there are trees. Yeah. And then particular one is a little higher in the mountains, but it's all hand-picked. It's a, it's a poor tea. And so, you know, 
the the pores is processed a little differently than the other teas. It's very, very good for a variety of things, your lungs, digestion, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but um, this particular one, um, you'll, you'll, if your guy has it, the white dragon whiskers, it's an amazing tea cake. I highly recommend it. You would, you would really enjoy it. So but I, I, I digress about yeah, the. I do too. So, but, but yeah, I mean, you and I are on the same page when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, what is it that you want to say to the school learner? I mean, is your work, is that workbook available to them? Um, actually, yes. Uh, I'm going to be uh, finishing up the rewrite here in the next couple of days. And um, I'll let you look it over and see if you think it's appropriate for your school owners. And I'm going to be uh, putting it up um, actually uh, by the end of next week. It, the edit should be done. Um, you know what it's like to have to edit a book. It takes longer yeah, than it's a long time. Um, but you have to go through and make sure that you haven't offended uh, any of the powers that be with how you've chosen to word things. Well, which I'll be, I mean, you know, he's not upset with what you're doing. You're not doing good work. I mean, it's just well, that simple because anytime you rock the boat or you offer new <laughs> things or you do something different than the status quo, there's always going to be somebody and that's okay. Right. That's okay. Um, I, I've been a disruptor. I will be honest with you. I don't take face value for anything to the school owner. Here's what I would say. If you truly want to create the actual spirit of a martial arts community, you're not just encompassing your students, you're encompassing the parents and families. Yeah. Here's why. When all of them feel comfortable coming into your studio, when they know that all of the information that you are allowing them to see when you teach on the floor or you're you're, you're teaching a life skill class or everything, the more you integrate, um, and I, I had it in the book, the heart lives within the mind, the mind lives within the body, the body lives within the spirit. You show that integration consistently through your classes and empower them on every level. Hey, this is how we hug and why. This has to do with your heart. Your children need to understand their emotional states so that they know how to avoid things that will get them into fights. They have to understand how their mind works so they know that their thoughts are controlling the actions of their body. Connect the dots for them. It's very, very important that you connect these dots and connect it however it works for you. There's no one size fits all way of doing this. We are all unique individuals. We all teach in unique ways and people are drawn to you from how you teach. People come to your studio and want to train there because of how the head instructor presents themselves to the students. And that has to filter down into all of your staff. And then that has to filter down into every single person you're teaching on the floor. You also, the second thing, and sir, I know you know how huge this is. You cannot be attached to other people's outcomes. There's always people that we're going to connect with more. And I don't care how much or how little you connect with somebody. You have to treat them all every single one of them the exact same way. Martial arts has no favoritism in it. Martial arts is based solely on where you are as an instructor, where they are as a person, and how you can bridge that gap for them. Because well, I think we have right. that unique opportunity, but again, you know, Joe, I think it all goes back to you as a human being. What are you cultivating? Because if you're whole and balanced and mind, body, and spirit, any 
interaction you have, whether it's for a minute, a day, a month, a year, the impact will be significant because you are truly present, right? You are truly present. But if you're unbalanced in any shape, way, or form, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, you are not going to come to, to that relationship with complete value, right? And, and, and I, in the work that I do, like my events, the next one is It's Time Live Balance. It's not Las Vegas. It's not parties and drinking and shows and an occasional seminar if you choose to attend one. And that's why, you know, again, one of the biggest events is not going to happen next year. It was just posted because it's not sustainable. That type of behavior of going to Las Vegas, you know, you're not there to learn. How can you learn in that environment? So I do this four-day retreat where it's very Spartan and it's only 20 school owners and it's intense. It's very intense, but everybody walks away better people. And would it make me as much money if I did a big hotel and drop the price and open it up to hundreds of people? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But that's not why I do it. You know, that's not why I do it. And so I think that that understanding is very important within our schools because we can cultivate an environment that people want to be emotionally connected to. And that's retention 101 for me. Retention Critical. is not some slick sales script if they want to quit, right? It's not. It really isn't. It's the investment in the relationships. But if you don't invest in yourself first, then you don't come to any relationship whole. Right? Well, I used to say that, you know, Joe, if you bring two half people together, you got two half people, right? You bring two whole people together. The unlimited potential for the quality of a relationship is phenomenal. I've been a good codependent in my lifetime. So. <laughs> well, I think we all have at some point because look at the things that we're taught through through society. We've all learned different ways of doing things and learning how to do things in a healthy way is really, it, it's simple, but it's not easy. The steps are simple. The step, step one, invest in yourself first. So as a school owner and an instructor, you are spending time working on yourself emotionally, understanding your emotions, understanding how they work, and then translating that when you're teaching the kids good behavior on the mat. Psychologically, you're looking at, okay, what am I doing to make myself better as an instructor? What am I doing to make sure that if I have a kid or a parent that's having a hard time getting something, I am notorious for not being able to do a jump kick to save my life. I try to do a jump kick, I fall. I land on my, my rear end. I land on my face. It doesn't matter. My instructor kept working with me until I could get it down enough to do it. But I still, it, it's not, jumping is, is not my thing in martial arts. I'm a healer, not a jumper. Um, so working psychologically and then physically and doing all of these things, you have to do something every day to make yourself better as a human being, as an instructor, if you want it to translate out onto your mat. So the habits that you set, you cannot have, you, you can't be carrying McDonald's into the school and then yeah. telling you to eat healthy. I know. You I can't know. be a hypocrite. This well, is the big. This I is see school owners post pictures all the time. They're smoking a cigar and drinking alcohol. And it's like, is that a sign of success? Does that mean I'm successful? Because I, I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. You know, Neither do I. I don't. Just, I'm not condemning somebody for that. I'm just saying I don't, you know, and I'm just saying if you're going to promote health, it's just that there's a there's a 
disconnect there, you know, and not to be judgmental, but it might sound judgmental if we're in a state of being defensiveness, because we know at a heart level, we're not doing the work. Right. And that's up to each individual school owner. But I, I hear you on that. It's like you know, I use the one all the time, the analogy on an airplane. If the pressure drops in the cabin and the mask come down, you put on yours first before your child's. Yeah. Right. That analogy. Someone said to me, you're so self-centered. I said, <laughs> Myself should be centered. I make better choices. You're so full of yourself. Who should I be full of? Someone's conditioned thinking and unauthorized thought patterns. But see. I get it because we live in a culture, majority are very unbalanced. They're not, so it's almost unnerving. Somebody said that to me, it's hard because when I talk to you, you look me in the eye and that's kind of freaky. I said, well, shouldn't we look each other in the eye? Shouldn't we, I mean, what? Why, you know, that's why honestly, when I'm at Zoom. Because uh, I teach stuff either in a school or at a studio or I've volunteered a lot of times. Some of my classes are paid for, but um, I I get calls from, from very upset teachers and parents. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they tell me is why are they asking so many questions? And I wait for the rant to be over and I'm like, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. I'm like, number one, you brought me in because I'm very good at what I do. I am one of the best at what I do. That's not ego. That is over 40 years of training and experience from experts from all over the world who invested in me because they saw something I had and they helped me nurture that so that I could help other people. Okay. I'm still personally embracing that for myself too. You know, I recently made a promise to myself because our industry is built around come speak for free you get exposure to clients the most they'll ever do is pay your airfare and your hotel room and i did that for a number of years while i was cutting my teeth grooming my message and all that but now i mean i do things like meta microsoft and when i walk in those environments and get paid top dollar for what i do i'm i almost got to pinch myself so recently somebody booked me uh and it's one hour self-defense workshop, not far from here, 30 people. And I said, my cost is $1,200. And they came back to me, well, do you have any wiggle room? And at first I was going to go, okay, I suck. I'm terrible. Okay. Yes. You know, but I didn't, I didn't. I said, well, you know, I have other instructors that you could, if budget is a concern and yeah. they paid me, they paid me, you know, so to be in that position now and have that type of Confidence that's rooted in learned experience after decade and decade and decade of leadership and entrepreneurship and owning small businesses. It's really important, Joe, that we get to that point because we don't value ourselves and our worth. Nobody else is ever going to pay us what we're worth. More values. I taught people and I always told people, pay me what you can afford. I taught, I healed, I did everything. And I'm like, I, I refuse to turn somebody away if they didn't have any money. No, to some degree, I do that. I, I still do things where if I'm going into a classroom in a brick and mortar school, I will volunteer my time for that 45 minute class. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As I believe that the sooner children learn these lessons, the less problems we're going to have in a future. So I will do that. Yep. But if I'm going into a martial arts school to teach my class, um, I will offer a deal based on 
the, the income of the area. And the reason that I do that is, A, I do a lot of work local. I don't travel a lot to do it. I will tell people it is way less expensive if you just have me online. We can do it. Here's the minimum number of people. Here's, here's what we charge. This is how much of it you get. The rest of it you send to me. Okay. And the reason that I do it that way is not to be mean or cruel. I limit myself typically to the instructors anymore. And the reason that I do that is because, like you said, that relationship that you are building with your instructors is what is building your family and your school. Yeah. And that's really important because and I believe our community as a whole does not charge what they're worth. And I they, think that's not because they don't value their product. They don't value themselves. Mm-hmm. At deep heart level, they have low self-worth, low self-esteem. Or like you said, they're not doing the real work. They're not bettering themselves as people, bettering themselves as instructors. Because if you're doing all that work, you should have the total confidence to charge what you believe you're worth. But the yin to the yang, we do tons of community service for free. Tons. Because yeah. you got you only keep what you have by giving it away. So there is the yin and yang. But to be in the position... Of, of confidence to pick and choose mm-hmm. what you want to do to impact the community on all levels and do well for yourself, take care of your family, take good care of your team and impact your community. It, it's- well, as you know, it takes a lot of practice to get to that level. And yeah. no matter how you do it, there are always going to be things that challenge that for you. Yep. Because the here's what I tell everybody. Martial artists are the heart of the world. We are the healers and the doctors and the teachers. And we come from every walk of life, Mm -hmm. literally. But the reason gravitate to martial arts is we're looking for that key element that is going to help us unite our heart, our mind, our body, and our spirit. Even if we don't know, we're looking for it. And as instructors and as school owners, the duty that you have taken on by putting yourself in a position of power and it is a position of power, but it's not just power. It is a position of empowerment. Mm-hmm. You are saying I have empowered myself enough and I love myself enough to where I can share with all of my instructors and all of my students, how to make excellence the normal. Because that's what martial arts does. Martial artists are the heart of the world. I agree. I agree. And and more that we advocate for that. It is duty to unite that here in ourselves. And then our instructors, when you are training an instructor, don't be attached to whether you guys connect on every level because you're not the same person. Everybody's going to have a different style of teaching, but let it be known in your school, these are the standards of excellence. Yeah, the core value. You have to have that core value. I know. Believe me, I work with so many businesses and especially school owners. When I go, we need to cultivate your why. We need to write your purpose statement. We need our core values. And every SOP and behavior falls under those core values and our purpose. They look at me like, what? (laughs) Why don't you just make me a Facebook ad so I get 10 more students? Facebook ads not going to cure the the fundamental foundation that lacks in your business. So cool, Joe. Go go ahead and and give them one thing and and then I'll wrap up the show. What what do you want to leave them with? If there's anything that I could leave you with, 
And this is something that all of you probably already know, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. If there's one thing that I can leave you with, being the best version of yourself is more than just about who you are. Because how you're choosing to show up every day matters when no one's looking. It's what you teach your kids. Okay. It's what somebody somewhere along the line tried to teach you as a kid. It matters when no one's looking. And so always when you're, when you're doing things and you're empowering each other, um, please just remember you have your kindness starts to yourself in here. Your compassion starts to yourself in here. Your investment on every level of who you are starts in here. And set those core values, like you said, sir, and take it out from there. Um, If anybody will be interested in the book, sir, I'll shoot you the information as soon as it's edited and available. Absolutely. Absolutely. um, I I will have that for you sometime next week. Thank you for inspiring me so much to, to, to add to it and do more with it, to go a little deeper with it for people. Um, the reason that I was so attracted to your work, I actually met you through Century on their no. Facebook page when we were doing things. And um, I was so humbled when you invited me to be a part of your group because it was like, wow, uh, he, he, he recognizes my value. And a lot of studio owners don't because they're like, oh, well, it's, it's not the modern way. And I'm like, well, just because it's the modern way doesn't mean it's the spirit and the heart of martial arts. And so each and every one of you, as you bring back all of these things for yourself, you're bringing back the true spirit of martial arts. You're honoring yourself as being the expert that you have created through all of your investment and learning and knowledge. And you're giving that back to all of your students. And I know you can do it, but it doesn't matter if I know you can do it. You're the one that has to believe it. Yep. I say that one all the time. So, you know, let's keep this as an open dialogue though, Joe, feel free at the disruptor group to share you know, tidbits and things like this that can really maybe create an awakening or that enlightenment that I believe from day one. I mean, that's one of the unnerving things about me is I tell people it's in my book, right? At Amazon, Live, Learn, Grow. It's I tell people I was molested. I was physically abused. I have no challenge. You go, well, isn't that, your, how can you share your weaknesses with the world? Because our weaknesses become our greatest strengths. If we don't let them live in shame, let them live in darkness, you know, because they morph into this ugly thing that was never meant to be because we as humans are, like you said, very unique and special. And to own that responsibility, to own that empowerment allows us to empower others, right? It's a twofold thing. So, you know, keep the dialogue going and, and that's all right. If the other groups don't welcome it, you're more than welcome to share that at, at the disruptor group, because I advocate for that holy and 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 when i post videos i don't throw a lot of memes and filters and the latest whatever's going on in the selfie world what you see is what you get and and i'm very raw with that because that sense of fear and vulnerability can be the pathway sometimes the shortest pathway to your success you know instead of asking me how to get 10 more students ask me how to be a better person and now i'd be the best way to get 10 new students 
Right. Well, if you want to have some fun with it, we could always break it down and just do an instructor class together. Yeah. And we cover every aspect of it. We can cover the heart in one. We can cover the mind in another. We can cover the body in another and go through the hydration and, and everything and um, just do it in a way that, that works for your people. Because if you think it would help, I'm there. Yeah, definitely. You know, now that it's a continued conversation, it's one I've always advocated for. You know, keep it going, keep it going. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. You have a happy holidays, and thank you for having me. I'm very grateful. Merry Christmas, everyone. Beautiful holiday season and blessings to all. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, folks, was that cool? You know, and and anyone who has spent time with me on all levels, we always end up somewhere in our childhood or in our upbringing or what is stopping us from truly being the best versions of ourselves and achieving our success. You know, I'm a huge advocate for that because who cares how much monetary and notoriety success we have if internally at a heart and soul level, we are broken and, and we're not the best version of myself. I love striving every day to be the best version of me, which requires discipline, humility, gratitude, and so many other skill sets like empathy, because it allows me to truly appreciate everything that comes into my life, good, bad, or indifferent. I embrace all of it as part of a learned experience and learning experience, which allows me to serve people better. What is it? How does it get me 10 more students? It has everything to getting 10 more students. And that's why I boldly posted our numbers again yesterday to, you know, sometimes very, very deaf ears that we do it this way. We do business from the heart. We do business from purpose. We do business from core values. And we do business where we put people before profits, service above self, you know, two things that I've written and advocate for. Don't negate it, people. Please don't. Don't. So, what I got coming up, it's Time Life Balance, Marco. Let's pop that up really quick. Come join me. 20 school owners, four days. That's it. Only 20. Four days. Spend it with me, and it will change your life. It will change your life. Marco will put the link in there. Only 20 spots. I think there's 15 left right now. We posted it early, even though it's not until April, because you should get the tax right off now. A lot of people are coming off stellar years. So book your hotel, book your airfare, pay for your ticket now and have the tax right off for 2022. You feel me? And, and that's why I chose to do that. But ask anybody, Marco, Jason, James, Virginia, there's so many people, Paul, that's here that have come to that four-day experience and have walked away with lifetime relationships, you know, better versions of themselves and, and where their businesses are today, no matter where they are, whether they're still at 100 students and that's what they're completely happy with because that's their version of success or they're growing into the version of success that they want to be business-wise, they always come away better versions of themselves. So it's time life balance. Cool, cool, cool. So let me thank my sponsors one more time. Market Muscles, My Studio, Kids Love Life Skills, and LC Accounting. Check out four of those companies. They will impact your business. They are purpose-driven businesses, and they will make a difference. So for myself, I want to say thank you so much. Um, next week, we're going to have a replay, so I won't see anyone until the new year. But from my heart, you know, I will always give you my heart first before my learning, before my experience, because it's from the heart that I truly, truly live. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to this podcast, Success Never Sleeps, Mindful Meditations. Those are on the major podcast platforms. Uh, follow me at Instagram 
and share this with as many people as you can. Because I believe in industry as a whole that I would love to believe the new thinking feels this way more than a sales script and upgrade a contract and things of that nature. And if I can help advocate for that new thinking, that is, I believe the truer thinking of humanity, of people as a whole, then I believe we can truly make a difference at a higher level. Cool. All right. I'm Brandon Blee. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Until we talk again, please, 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 you go out there, live your best life. Thank you.